Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. The queen of DCPIs. I am. It turned out, last week we talked about the Target 3-packs and said that we hadn't heard of anybody getting refused, that there wasn't a shelf date. Well, apparently there was a shelf date and people were getting refused. That shelf date was May 15th. Why May 15th? Maybe these are great Father's Day items. I noticed they started putting out the Father's Day cards around that same time. I don't know. But, lest you think your efforts were wasted, Marjorie. They put them on pegs. I know, and that is really disappointing. The last ones, because they came in that ginormous nine-pack, you knew you were guaranteed to get them unpunched. But now, if you didn't use the DPCIs, the odds are you're getting them on a peg. Now, if you don't care about punched or unpunched, and I'm going to be honest, I don't really care. I prefer unpunched, but I'm not going to look at a figure and go, it's punched, I must find another. So I'm not a huge punched-unpunched collector. It's just if I have my druthers, I'll take unpunched. It's one of the advantages of Brian's Toys. One of every figure club is the unpunched. But I'm really glad that you did use the DPCI thanks to yak face and we got those it was relatively easy all i did was ask well we've got a great show for you this week we've got the ginger prince who went to star wars fun days we've got brock and nathan here talking star wars books but first let's check in with justin to update us on all the collecting news and store reports everybody. Justin here with a look at what's going on in stores and online around the galaxy and around the corner. Make way for the invasion of the summer movie toys. Stores everywhere are beginning to shuffle the shelves to give way to the onslaught of new toys for this year's crop of summer movies. Target stores are resetting their toy aisles and it looks like Star Wars might be dealing with a little less real estate to make room for some of these toys like Transformers, Green Lantern, and Captain America, the latter of which you can hear Arnie, Marjorie, and myself talk endlessly about on our sister podcast, Marvelicious Toys. Well, it seems like the latest wave of Clone Wars is going to be a bit hard to find. After some initial reports of these being found, it looks like they've been sparse at best. So let's hope these start shipping in good numbers soon and it doesn't become one of the great lost waves of 2011. I personally want to get my hands on some of those cool riot gear troopers. And there's some cool Jedi in there that we all need, so come on Hasbro, let's get those shipping. Now I've seen some Walmarts marking down their Legends figures to $5. And other people are reporting that not only are the Legends figures ringing up at $5, but some of the Clone Wars figures are too. So, of course your mileage may vary, but it might be worth checking out the prices and scanning them at Walmarts just to see if you can get a, a few dollars savings on some of those Clone Wars figures. Now the new vintage Target exclusive three packs are hitting shelves, or should I say hitting the pegs and poking out the hang tab in the process. Now, I usually don't have a problem with, you know, punched or unpunched on these vintage figures, but this one goes right through the Empire Strikes Back logo. So, you know, considering the first set came in that big box and they were all unpunched, they kind of set the standard themselves on this. So I'm hoping personally I can I can find them putting them out on the 
on the pegs before they poke them out or maybe pull the DPCI trick and have them pull them out from the back or maybe they just start setting them on the shelf because you have a lot of collectors who might just leave these hanging because that peg has poked right through the punch tag there. Over at yakface.com, they're reporting that sandtroopers.com has some cool confirmation pictures of new and upcoming stuff. From the looks of it, we're getting a new B-Wing fighter in vintage-style packaging. And if the pictures are accurate, it looks like it's going to be a Kmart exclusive. Now, on top of that, a new Tauntaun is on its way as well with a brand-new sculpt and articulated ankles. Now, this particular picture shows that this poor beast has a broken horn, so it's safe to assume that we are getting a look at Luke's Tauntaun here and possibly other versions of Tauntauns in the future, but I believe it was the broken horn Tauntaun that Luke got on in the movie, so you have that to look forward to. No word yet if that's going to be an exclusive or if it's coming in both vintage and or modern packaging, so we'll just have to wait for details on that, which I'm sure we'll get at San Diego Comic-Con. Now, also, there's some new images of upcoming Saga Legends figures popping up online. And, of course, it's Legends, so we're going to get some clunkers like, you know, the Pitta Carcoon Boba Fett with no elbow articulation and that light-up sounds R2-D2 that we had from Revenge of the Sith. But we're also getting some well-deserved reissues of figures like the once-exclusive Toys R Us Space Trooper. Now, that guy was hard to find as part of that Toys R Us exclusive line back last year that had the Solo Twins and all that, so it's nice to see he's coming back out. And they're also getting a Stormtrooper out there and the Death Star Trooper. So, if nothing else, it's going to be nice to get a little bit of variety on the pegs there. I recently traded in my gas-guzzling Jeep for a 30-mile-per-gallon Subaru because these gas prices are cutting into my collecting fund. Now, you don't have to trade in your car to save gas money. Just click on over to Brian's Toys and check out their huge selection of Star Wars collectibles. They've recently restocked with Vintage Wave 6 and have a good number of Clone Wars figures from past waves. So if you're tired of driving from store to store only to come up empty-handed, Brian's Toys has you covered. Now, I know some of you guys keep your eyes on the G.I. Joe figures as well. And if Wave 6 is anywhere near as difficult to find as Wave 5 was then you can go ahead and grab the entire set of Brian's toys right now and secure that cool Temple Guard snake eyes that I'm sure is going to be hard to find and super popular. And if you're looking for an older figure from the past, it's a good bet that they have what you're looking for. So click on over to Brian'sToys.com, and don't forget when checking out to mention that you heard about Brian's toys from Star Wars Action News. Kotobukiya's latest artifact statues are almost ready to ship, starting with the iconic Vader, which is due in June, followed by the Commander Cody in July. If you haven't checked these awesome pieces out yet, do yourself a favor and look them up. The sculpts are incredible as always, but the light effects really put them over the top. And don't forget that both of Sideshow's new Figure and Dan items are up for pre-order now. You can get your hands on the 12-inch version or plunk down the dough for your very own life-size, well, let's call it a conversation starter. Now, last week, Arnie and Marjorie told us all about the upcoming Blu-ray releases and thought that the box set cover featuring Anakin and Luke on Tatooine might be lenticular. Well, it seems that they are, in fact, not lenticular and just some shabby-looking watercolor painting. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the image, and the concept is cool, you know, with Anakin walking towards us, or away from us, and Luke walking towards us, you know, kind of a walking towards the light side and walking towards the dark side type of thing. Really neat. It's just the watercolor style isn't my thing. It would have been cool if it was more photorealistic. But we don't know anything about this yet. We don't know if that's the final art or if this is just some pre-release, you know, for placement-only art. We don't know. But we do know that it doesn't appear to be lenticular at this point. So just wanted to get that quick correction in there. And that's about it for me this week. But remember, if you're into Marvel collecting or just want to know more about those Captain America and Thor figures that seem to be taking over the action figure aisles, check out Arnie, Marjorie, and myself over at Marvelicious Toys. So, that's what's going on in stores and online. So, until next time, keep on collecting, and I'll see you in the toy aisle. Now, back to Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, Justin. Next up, we're going to hear what you guys have to say. Hey, Marjorie and Arnie. This is Tyler, long-time listener, first-time caller. Just calling to let y'all know what I've been finding in the stores. Not finding much of anything. Um, seems like my uh, local stores have been just full of the Revenge of the Sith line of uh, vintage figures. So 
and uh, not much new with the new Clone Wars stuff. Um, all I was able to get was the new Cad Bane with the articulation. I'd say it's a pretty nice figure, a uh, nice improvement over the last one. Um, but uh, just to piggyback on what I've not been finding, I went on the Hasbro toy shop and I was able to order the uh, entire wave of the uh, Attack of the Clones vintage figures with the Django wave, as I'll call it, just to make it short and easy. And um, with the, the rumors that they've been sending stuff in uh, bubble uh, bubble mailers and everybody's stuff's been come damaged. This is not true because I ordered uh, two of each figure, uh, one to open and one to keep stored. And um, they broke up the order, and I, I was getting like one or two figures at a time, which I thought was kind of weird. I wasn't getting them all at the same time, so maybe it was just, you know, waiting for them to get in stock. And uh, every figure I got came in a nice box. Um, not one figure was damaged, and um, all of them were unpunched. And I'd have to say that uh, I, I do feel it was worth it. It was at a good price since I have driven the three states looking for this wave, in particular mainly for the Django and the uh, Kit Fisto, and I haven't been able to find them. So um, for people who have been having problems with Hasbro, I have not had this problem in the last two to three weeks as I was getting these figures. And uh, that's about it. I hope this uh, distribution problem gets fixed and uh, we can start finding better stuff out in the stores. And thank you. Bye. Thanks for calling. I actually hadn't heard of anybody getting figures from Hasbro Toy Shop in bubble mailers. I've been placing quite a few orders over at Hasbro Toy Shop lately, and everything's actually come pretty good. Every so often, a bent card here and there. I don't hold my breath on mint from card on them, but... Quite often, they just throw it in the box with an air pillow. Which is what I've been getting. Yeah, which... Depending on how many you order, it seems like the more you order, the better it turns out because there's not as much room to wiggle, but... It also depends if you order everything the same size. They're usually pretty good about interlocking them and finding boxes that fit. Whereas if you order, say, a battle pack in with some figures, they're going to just kind of throw it all about. But I hadn't heard of bubble mailers. That said, Hasbro Toy Shop is a valuable resource right now for finding these kinds of figures, and... I actually have my Firefox set up with, I have now nine tabs as my homepage. Every time I open Firefox, it opens the same nine tabs, eight of which are Hasbro Toy Shop items that are currently listed as out of stock. And I'm just watching them in case they come back in stock because they're good at getting things, but they're not so good about restocking them later as I think... The problem is one of perhaps a manufacturing delay more than it's just not hitting retail stores. It's not hitting anywhere. For this next voicemail, I want to set it up. In Jacksonville, Florida, Star Tours went and did an appearance at a mall with a bunch of Star Wars and Disney characters. And here's Darth Ficklin reporting from the event. Hey, guys, this is Mark again, Darth Ficklin. Uh, just left the Star Tours little event here in Jacksonville, Florida at the Orange Park Mall. Pretty cool. Got a bunch of photos. Me and my daughter got to meet Jedi Mickey and Princess Leah Minnie and uh, C-3PO was there and R2-K2. They were very good type costume get-ups. They were very nice. Mo Patrol R2-D2, which is pretty cool. Um, nice little setup there. Got free photographs, Polaroid shots, uh, pictures we can go online and take. Uh, I'll try to get them uploaded today and get them up so you guys can check it out. Uh, just trying to get it fired up for the Star Wars Weekend. Um, cause I also posted on there about, uh, who's the celebrities that were going to be there. Let's check it out. But appreciate it. Hope to see you guys down there. Maybe get lucky. Uh, thanks a lot. Take care, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Mark. That sounds really cool. And I've seen some of your pictures in the forums. Thanks so much for sharing. Hey, Ernie and Marjorie. This is Ty, Ty Fighter on the forums. Just want to let you know about a store find. I went to Ross today, which is similar to TJ Maxx, and came across the Rogue Squadron uh, comic pack from Entertainment Earth, um, or the one that went to Entertainment Earth. Um, it has the uh, bald chick and the Nimnub um, creature uh, character, um, but I know it's not him, but uh, same species. But I came across that, only six bucks for the two figures. They had like five of them, so I'm not sure if they had the other Entertainment uh, Earth exclusives, but uh, it was just the one. And so I picked up one of them just for, just to complete my collection of comic packs. And um, I also came across at a yard sale the large editions of uh, the Star Wars Marvel comics. Um, bought three of them for five bucks each. Um, thought it was a good price. I don't know if that's, you know, a good price or not, but I thought it was a good price. So I paid $5 a piece. Um, the first two were the, 
um, one and two were the full movie, and then the third one actually is the whole thing as well. So I actually have the movie twice. Just one is uh, complete, and uh, the other two, uh, first part, second part. Um, also, last week I came across a Amazon uh, item. It was the 1976 um, paperback. Uh, novelization of Star Wars and I was very excited about that because it has the Ralph McQuarrie drawing on the front and, and I'd never seen it in the wild so I decided to take a chance and and get it and when I got it in the mail I, I was worried because I was thinking that because Amazon only has one picture for multiple items and so I, I was really nervous and it felt like it was like I was you know Charlie in the Chocolate Factory trying to open up package but instead of seeing gold I wanted to see black black Macquarie so I I slowly opened it and then ripped it open and there was a Macquarie drawing underneath and so it was a little fun you know just in this drought of no Hasbro toys hitting the shelves I've been hitting eBay and Amazon and yard sales so kind of sad nothing new but uh, fun to find old stuff or clearance stuff as well so uh, thanks a lot for the show, and good hunting. First off, very jealous about that 1976 Star Wars paperback. Yeah, very you cool. love books. Yeah, congrats. That comic pack, it wasn't really an Entertainment Earth exclusive. It was kind of a shared online exclusive among a number of sites. And I'm guessing it was, it was you know, it's over a year old at this point. And I guess it must not have done very well if they're getting clearanced out at Ross. But congrats on your finds. Next up, we have a three-part voicemail for Mother's Day. Hello, Star Wars Action News fans. Uh, this is Matt from Wisconsin, Eau Claire area. I'm Zentil on the forums. I'm doing a big Mother's Day tournament and also a shout-out to all moms. Happy Mother's Day. And even for those who only have children or the four-legged kind, happy Mother's Day to you, too. I'm going to all my stores, which include Shopco, Kmart, Target, and Walmart. And I'm going to report on what I find. So first stop is Shopco here, which has, wow, nothing. Quite literally, nothing. It has a few Marvel figures, um, which is cool. Colossus, 15 of them in all. And uh, let's see, any Star Wars stuff? It looks like a hodgepodge of things from the last two years. No vehicles at all. So, well, at least they have the new Zuzu pets for anybody who likes them. I know my daughter collects Zuzu pets, too. So, anyways, I am off to Target. And I will report then what I find. Good hunting, everybody. All right, bye. Zentil, I'm I'm curious. Is the Mother's Day gift? <laughs> <laughs> who exactly is this a gift for? <laughs> I'm just gonna ask. Who is? I mean, if your relationship with your mother is anything like me with mine, perhaps the Mother's Day gift is separation. But <laughs> it seems like it's Mother's Day, so I'm gonna go out and look for toys. Or maybe your wife is having a good Mother's Day babysitting the kids as you look for toys. Who can I judge on my godmother's 90th birthday, a huge party at our house? I'm at Target getting the lava reflection Obi-Wan <laughs> and Vader. So uh, I'm right there down with you. Sorry you didn't find anything there. What about stop two? Hello, Star Wars Action News. This is Matt from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Zento on the farm. I'm reporting from Target, which is pretty much all the same old, same old. I don't think they got anything past Empire Strikes Back vintage line, and it's all the same old, same old. The only thing that is different is some of the vehicles. They always have the cloud car, and they always seem to have a lot of the special ops guys with the droid. So, oh, here we go. I'm going to pick up Plo Koon's Jedi Starfighter because I have seen it so many times I'm afraid that if I miss it this time I will probably lose out and there's no price change on the special ops with the Geonosin they're still $14.99 and so I will report from 
Walmart style. So I'll pick up platoons and one of those, and hopefully Walmart has something. All right. Happy Mother's Day again to all you mothers out there. Congratulations on finding your Starfighter at Target. Toy runs always pay off when you find something. Well, at least they seem worth it when you find something. It's like it's a slot machine. Yeah, it is. But even if it's something you don't necessarily want, this is how I usually end up buying, like, the buddy bands or the trading cards. True. Because it sounded like he was half-heartedly buying that Starfighter. Hello, Star Wars Action News. This is Matt from Eau Claire. Reporting from you to you from Walmart. I went on the forums, and uh, there's nothing. Well, Walmart. There's an armor of the soul tank, and I need a bomber. Five each. And they have Revenge of the Sith clone trooper. And Clone Wars Captain Rex and Arf Trooper. That is all. The mini vehicles, they do have the ATRT camel. One, but I already have him, and they do have Bark Speeder with Jesse. Four of them. So pretty much nothing. Yeah, and um, yeah, for Marvel characters, there is there's nothing either. Only Marvel figures that I've seen are a Shopko. That was Colossus. Anyway, no Star Wars figures at all or anything else. They do have those big long shelves, like for side, for uh, end caps. So maybe I will pick one of these up just to say that I have one. Okay, bye. Did you notice how he sounds a little beat down by this third voice? Yeah, it's a little downtrodden now. It's okay. Just get some Starbucks and you'll be fine. Maybe it's because he was at the end of the run and had to go to a Mother's Day dinner. <laughs> Maybe he was procrastinating this whole time. But thank you for sharing your toy run and letting people know. I get some emails. It's, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. But people are still emailing going, how come you don't do store reports anymore? There aren't anything in the store. It's, there's nothing. Yeah. But let's end on a really positive note. Dan and Jerry last weekend went on a date to see Thor. I don't think they went on a date, Arnie. And wait, why do we care that they went to see Thor? Well, because they also did a toy run. Ah. And they're here to share their toy run experiences with us. Hey, Arnie and Marjorie, this is Dan and Jerry. We are out and about. We had a uh, kind of a half day of vacation we took today, and we uh, went to see Thor. And uh, that was pretty good. But we went and did some toy shopping, and we just left a Toys R Us, and we found some cool things. We did? Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Um, wave, what is it, six pieces of it. We found the uh, Weequace gift guard and the Stormtrooper with his new helmet, which still the question remains, is it removable or not? Somebody, Somebody's going to open one and tell us. I know, someday. And that somebody might be me, actually. I just think that's a cool-looking cool looking Stormtrooper. But they actually had a really good selection. They had the ATRT driver. They had... Wow, is this right? Fiex Search, the Nick Two uh, gar- um, Jedi from Attack of the Clones. They had Clone Trooper. They didn't have General Lando, which eh, didn't bother me too much. But I really wanted this Weequay for my for my uh, Tatooine Skiff display. I think he'll look great on there. So uh, I don't know. I think I think things are starting to look better for action figures. Unfortunately, it was Toys R Us, but I uh, I did pay nine ninety nine for these figures and not ten ninety nine. So I just picked up the Weequay and the Stormtrooper. Yeah, and I didn't pick up anything because I'm still just on the hunt for uh, Zam Wessel and um, what's that guy's name? Django Fett. <laughs> for now, until something else in a wave comes out that sparks my interest. But right now, that's what I'm, I guess the next thing I'm looking forward to is a Captain Fordo figure. So that's what I'm holding on for. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hopefully, hopefully when we hit uh, our next stop as a target and uh, maybe this good luck will keep going. All right, guys. See ya. Thank you, everyone, for your voicemails. Remember, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you need to call 415-508-JEDI. Very sadly, the Empire Carpet guy died. So I can't go 415-508-JEDI anymore? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying it's really sad now. It is. 
Well, to lighten our mood a little bit, we have the Ginger Prince. He attended the Star Wars Fan Fun Day with his wife, Suzanne. Greetings all, this is Steve the Ginger Prince and I've got a special report from the Star Wars Fan Fun Day 2011. The Fun Day is a yearly event held as close as possible to International Star Wars Day. You know, May the 4th. And it was again being held at Turf Moor, the home of one of the founder members of the English Football League, Burnley Football Club. We attended this event last year along with a couple of thousand other people and had a great time, so we were well up for attending. The organisers of the event promised dozens of dedicated Star Wars fans in movie-accurate costumes, so as we were queuing to get in, we were rather surprised to be accosted by the Terminator. Now, this dude had no interest in Star Wars, only in self-promotion, as he told us that he'd be appearing on a national TV talent show the following weekend, all the time talking in his best Arnie impression, which wasn't very good. Heck, even mine's better. Get to the chopper! And mine's bad. Once we paid the steep fee of £6 to get inside, we were eventually greeted by the costume folk that we were expecting, the 99th garrison of the 501st Legion, and they were in fine form. After a quick chat with some old friends from the Rebel Legion, we turned our attention to the usual autograph hunt. Now, the organisers of the event were keen to promote that they had a really good lineup of Star Wars celebs that included the man behind Bosk, Alan Harris, the stunt coordinator extraordinaire from The Phantom Menace, Nick Gillard, and Mike Edmonds, who played Forrest Shaman Logray in Return of the Jedi. The trouble is that now I've been collecting autographs for more than four years, I'm seeing the same faces again and again, and I'd already acquired the autographs from 80% of the event guests, or at least I thought I had. Paul Markham played an Imperial officer in Return of the Jedi, and I was convinced that we'd met him at Collectomania London towards the end of last year. However, as we walked past him, I didn't recognise him, and I realised that I must have been confusing him with Paul Barton, who played the same role in the same film, and who we did meet at Collectomania London. Embarrassed, I explained this to Mr Markham, who must have been wondering why I was staring at him so intently. He found it all very amusing. Paul works as an extra on countless Lucasfilm-related properties, like Indiana Jones, Willow, etc., and could pick himself out on the photo that he signed for me. The day was only his second signing appearance, and he seemed a bit bewildered, but he was a lovely fella. Our next guest was Katie Purvis, a little person who played the maternal Ewok on Return of the Jedi. You know, the female Ewok that cradled the Wokling. Katie was an absolute delight to talk to, really chatty, and she spent time explaining that the Wokling was a hand puppet operated by Mike Quinn, who in fact we met at C5 last year, and not an animatronic device as I had suspected. Katie told us how she felt that CGI was responsible for the decline in acting jobs for little people over the last 20 years. Our last guest was also an Ewok from Return of the Jedi. Michael Henbury is the shortest adult man in the UK, at the height of only 2 foot 11, and he joked about how much he hates his 6 foot 2 brother. Michael played a green hooded Ewok and has had other roles in Harry Potter, Willow and Labyrinth, although Return of the Jedi was his first ever screen appearance. After completing our autograph hunt, we spent some time viewing some specially constructed model displays and dodging some remote control R2 units that were buzzing around the place. We could have also gotten involved in various arts and craft activities, played in laser tag maze, gotten our faces painted, but we were more interested in doing some shopping. So we paced the floor full of dealers selling Star Wars and other sci-fi memorabilia. Instantly, it became clear that we wouldn't be buying much, as most vendors were offering assorted products from old lines at greatly inflated prices. Episode 1 trading cards that I'd picked up from under a fiver being sold for £30. Three and three quarter inch action figures from the Power of the Force line available for 10 to 12 quid. It's fair to say that either these sellers were unaware of the true value of their products, or they were out to rip off casual Star Wars fans enjoying a bank holiday day out. The only item that caught my eye was a screen-used movie prop, an Ewok Death Arrow from Return of the Jedi. The arrow had a shaft and fletching, but no arrowhead, and came with two certificates of authenticity suggesting that it had had two previous owners. One of the certificates stated that it was acquired from the film's property master, Charles Torbert. 
But the bloke, who owned a shop in the northwest of England that sold sci-fi memorabilia, could only tell me that he acquired it in a job lot with some props used in other films. After little negotiation, the arrow was mine for £25, but I'm not certain that it's an actual movie prop. So I'd like to know your thoughts on the forums. Have I been ripped off here, or have I picked up a genuine prop from one of the original trilogy films? I'll put a thread up in the forums for you to let me know what you think. So, to conclude what's turned into a bit of an Ewok-themed report, I'd like to offer you the chance to win the same two Ewok autographs that I picked up on the day. Both Katie Purvis and Michael Hembury signed an autograph for one lucky listener of Star Wars Action News. And to win this pair of signatures, all you have to do is post something witty in the forums in the thread titled Ewok Frenzy before May the 31st, 2011, when a winner will be drawn at random and announced on the show. OK, with that I'll be off, but don't worry, I'll leave you in the capable hands of your hosts. Thanks, Steve. It sounds like it was a fun day. <laughs> now, to finish off our show this week, we have Brock and Nathan joining us. You know, we're in the middle of May. College campuses are out. I'm sure all the grade schools and high schools have spring fever. Do seniors still get out in early May? I got out like in May, but all the juniors and under had to stay till June. In college high or high school? High school. No. In fact, because of the snow days and tornado days, I think that they have to stay a little later, mid-June. Well, I'm sure that they're all looking for the out, but I'm sure also all the English teachers are assigning summer reading homework. Do they also still do that? I remember the first year I got that, I kind of thought it was a joke and showed up the first day and hadn't read any of it. And they're like, here's your test for your summer reading. I'm like, you really meant for us to do that? (laughs) It's called summer. But here to give you a much more fun summer reading list than Nan Richter gave me my junior to senior year of high school are Brock and Nathan with a Star Wars summer book fun. Hello, everyone. This is Brock, Star Wars Action News Book Club liaison, book reviewer, Venganza Media announcer, now playing co-host and whatever else I do around here. And with me today is... Nathan P. Butler. Hello, everyone. I am your Star Wars Action News EU guy and, of course, a member of the panel for Republic Forces Radio Network. I'm also one of the hosts of the EU Review over at Solosound.net and the other stuff out there as well. (laughs) So we're here to talk about the summer book release schedule. It's kind of like Summer Reading List 2011, and there's actually quite a cool number of interesting things coming out and some reprints if you missed them the first time around. So we should dive right in with later this month. The release date is May 24th for Fate of the Jedi 7 Conviction by Aaron Alston. As the title I just said might infer, it is the seventh of the nine book series of Fate of the Jedi, which you and I, Nathan, have discussed previously on the show in reviews and other roundtable segments. It's been a kind of a roller coaster, up and down kind of series. Yeah, I mean, it's not really been one of the best Star Wars novel series to date. To me, the crowning point was Legacy of the Force, but there are plenty of people who completely despise Legacy of the Force. Uh, Your mileage will vary on any of these series. But no, Fate of the Jedi is one of those stories that has great potential, and it seems like it's going somewhere finally now, but the first few really were sort of plodding along. It felt like it was going to be lather, rinse, repeat, even though it it, it didn't wind up that way. Right. What really kind of shocks me about Conviction, and it's got a great cover, and it seems like we're finally getting to the real meat of everything, because a lot of stuff 
happened in the most recent book. And yet, here we are with the back cover text or the solicitation text of that novel giving away what feels like the, a huge spoiler for Fate of the Jedi. Yeah. Sue Rostoni has said that, yes, that big event that they mentioned happens in the pages of a book. Well, it wasn't in the last one, so it must be in this one. They're giving <laughs> it up. Unless this is just something that's going to happen in the first few pages, and that's the setup. I really was shocked by how much they're giving away with the solicitation text this time around. But I'm cautiously optimistic. It might be giving too much away because it might be the same theory as the previews giving too much away. They just want to make sure you buy the book. And they know this series is not as well-liked as the last one, I think. I will finish the series because I've started it and I'm already six books in. But maybe people have given up and they want to try to push them along. That's my theory. But I'm always a fan of less is more. Just give me an idea of what's going on here. But if you're on book seven, you really don't need to give too much because people probably will continue on. You know, it's book seven. To me, I mean, this is not something that's new in Star Wars giving stuff away. I think we all remember Qui-Gon's noble end on the CD, the soundtrack for The Phantom Menace before the movie ever came out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What, happens, what happens to Qui-Gon? What are you talking about? Uh, see the Mortis trilogy. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. Don't. Anyway. I get you, but still, this doesn't make it right. You keep doing the same mistake over and over. Um, they also, by the way, I should mention the same date, they're going to have a reprint of The Old Republic Fatal Alliance by Sean Williams, which I reviewed on the show, which I absolutely mm-hmm. love. What a big surprise of last year. If you have not read that book, I highly recommend you read that one. It's a great read. Absolutely. That was one of the, the like you said, one of the big positive surprises of the last year or so. In fact, both of the Old Republic novels, in my opinion, have turned out much better than I ever expected them to be, and they're some of the better ones in recent years, in my opinion. Completely agree. My reviews also agree with you, and you can hear my reviews on back episodes of Star Wars Action News. Go to our archive page, and the plug is over. June has something coming that I think is just makes me feel old. Heir to the Empire 20th Anniversary Edition. This is the book that got me back into Star Wars in high school. It got me back into pleasure reading. I was just reading for school at that point, and I finally saw a book I wanted to read for fun, and now I'm the Star Wars Action News Book Club liaison, so you guys do the math there. I cannot believe it's been 20 years, and I have read the book a few times, and I have to say, I hope they do something special with this 20th anniversary edition. Yeah, this is going to be a special treat. I'm right there with you. My first Star Wars modern EU novel, I guess, or any Star Wars EU novel for that matter, even counting the early Del Rey stuff, was Dark Force Rising. I mean, I was 12 years old, give or take 12 or 11, when Dark Force Rising came out. And at that point, I picked up the paperback of Heir to the Empire with it. I must have reread those things five, six times before Last Command came out. I just kept reading and reading because there just wasn't much Star Wars out there to read at the time. No, there wasn't. It sort of built that fandom. It set the foundation for the universe. And even since then, it's probably one of the Star Wars novels that I've read the most often, most recently for the book club podcast which i'm sure you'll hear in an episode sometime in 2020 <laughs> for the, the 50th, 50th anniversary yeah. edition <laughs> um it does seem like they're doing some pretty cool stuff with this this anniversary edition i was really worried when they said they were going to do this annotated version that it was going to be an annotated version in the sense of the clone wars decoded where it's stuff like hey did you know r2d2 doesn't use words and stuff like that you know where it was really no-brainer stuff where it was facts that even a little <laughs> kid would roll his eyes at and and in this case, I think we've probably got something that's a little bit better. They've been giving I hints so. of some of the annotations that go with it, and it has a kind of the cool new cover. They are going to milk this thing, though. I mean, we already are hearing that, I guess it's what, the Phantom Menace and Shadowhunter both are going to be getting their new editions with slightly extra stuff. Hey, go rebuy a paperback because we're going to add this in. Or I'm always a little wary of the, hey, let's make people buy it again thing, or where it feels like a bait and switch. But at least in the Heir to the Empire case, I think we're going to get enough new and intriguing content for real EU fans that it's going to be worth the purchase on this one, even if it is a full-sized hardback price, especially if you've never read it before. But but for those who have bought this thing once or twice, I've bought this thing three times. No, four times. Paperback, audiobook on cassette as part of a collector's edition. I got my hands on a first edition copy or a, a hardback copy years later as a gift, and then I just recently was able to find a, a first edition hardback copy signed by Zahn. That's great. So I've bought this thing repeatedly, and I'm still going to pick up this new one. It's a seminal moment in Star Wars EU. How can you not recognize this book's place in the development cycle? It's 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 an important book. Well, they have to recognize it, whether or not they honor it by buying another copy of it. It's yet to be seen. 
2016. Right. I still have my first edition hardcover from when my dad interviewed Timothy Zahn on his press tour. So it was pretty cool to have that version there. But I digress. Let's move on. Let's keep on with novels and we'll go back because there's some other stuff in June. To tie in with a release of Heir of the Empire 20th Anniversary, Timothy Zahn has written a brand new Star Wars story to follow up his last one, which was Allegiance, which surprisingly came out, what, four or five years ago already. This one's called Choices of One, and it does take place sometime around after the Battle of Yavin. Well, you don't like that? You don't think it's a great idea to go back in that time period to have new stories? Well, one, there are so many stories in that time period that, quite frankly, we don't need them. These people didn't sleep or go to the bathroom for three years, at least. Okay, I'm just kind of playing around. I, I have a hard time with stories set in the classic trilogy era with the classic characters because that's the one era in which it feels like there's no continuity whatsoever to how everything gets connected. So every story has to feel like a one-off. Every story has to be so, so standalone. It can't affect anything else unless it's in terms of other characters. And if so, why use the classics at all? It's Death Troopers all over again. Well, Death Troopers is an entertaining story, right? And Marriage Jade was one of the f- most fun parts of um, Allegiance. So I think if he focuses a lot more on Marriage Jade, which he probably will, than the classic characters, I think we could have our cake and eat it too. I think the Marvel Comics is what you're referring to, all that stuff written that time era, right? No, well, Marvel Comics, early books, all the newspaper strips by Goodwin and Manning, okay. all these little stories, uh, Maverick Moon. Uh, a lot of that stuff has not been read by a lot of people, and if it has, it's been many years since they did. I mean, I'm a big fan of continuity as much as we can possibly make it, but perhaps they're going to find a way to make this work, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I did have a lot of fun with them playing with the characters in that mindset of the first movie because we're so much used to now having them so much older, having so much already happened to them. It was kind of nice to visit the characters or close facsimiles of the characters that we know from the movies that we watch over and over again. And that's why I like the idea of it being in that time period. I hear everything you're saying, Mm -hmm. but I really like the idea. Whether or not the execution is going to come off, I don't know. So who knows what Mr. Zahn's going to do here, but we'll find out. I'm certainly waiting for the make-out scene between Luke and Leia. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's that era. I'm yeah, waiting for true. the angst and all the, what would you call it, uh, the hormonal, wow, she's so hot. Wow, she's beautiful. Hey, uh, make sure you don't delete that hologram, will you? All right, so after after Choices of One for the younger readers in July, DK Readers has two books, one called Ultimate Duels for more uh, stronger readers and Adventures of Han Solo for those who are younger. And we skipped over in June. Scholastic in June has a really kind of a cool book, a 3D, just like the Episode One coming out next year, but of Lego Star Wars Anakin Space Pilot. Basically, it's a 3D book for kids with the Lego style. It should be a lot of fun. I don't have a kid who's of reading age yet, but what I love about the Scholastic book in June and the DK Reader in July is that they actually do have Star Wars books for all ages, and I'm always a big fan of any excuse for kids to read. And if Star Wars makes them do it, so be it. Absolutely. That's one of the things that, that we try to push a lot when I'm teaching is just if you're going to get into reading, and granted, these are 14, 15, 16-year-olds, uh, sometimes all the way up to 18, who don't read for fun. Yeah. For them, reading is a chore, and if you can find anything to get them to read, it's a good thing. And the earlier you can get them, the absolutely better. So this is definitely <laughs> something that I find. I would, I'm shocked that more franchises don't do it. You see a lot of really young reader stuff, and then you tend to jump straight into the young adult or adult books. But Star Wars, thanks to DK, really has that gradation of, here's this reading level, here's this next reading level. Let's sort of take you by the hand as you're becoming a more proficient reader and do it with something that's fun. I, I've always found that impressive. I've never collected them, yeah. but it's always been something that really made me have great respect for DK. I agree. I don't collect them either, but as my kids get older, I hopefully will uh, start getting a few of these myself for them. Oh yeah, for them. Also this summer from DK, we would be remiss if we didn't mention it, brand new Star Wars character encyclopedia that's coming out in June. And that's, instead of just being Clone Wars characters, it's classic characters, aliens, droids, everything you want in the classic DK encyclopedia style. And in August, coming up next month, we might as well move on to August now, 
They have Star Wars, Clone Wars, Incredible Vehicles. Now, these cross-sections books are very popular with people, and now they're doing it specifically focused on the Clone Wars animated series. Nathan, do you collect these cross-sections or encyclopedias? The cross-sections are something that I've looked at previously, thinking about either picking up the uh, the complete cross-sections or perhaps the complete Incredible Locations type books. That's right. never been something I've really been into, but I've been building up the rest of the collection before that. So it's certainly on my radar. Sure. This one not so much, though, because I'm wondering if they're ever going to do an updated version of it, because this one, as far as I can tell, only includes ten actual cross-sections of any kind. Lots of other artwork, but the other cross-section books felt certainly much more extensive than this one. As for the character encyclopedia, I picked up the Clone Wars one, hoping that maybe there'd be some more tidbits for EU fans, new stuff in there. Wasn't a whole heck of a lot. Understand that if you're picking up a character encyclopedia, folks, what you're getting is something that's more meant for younger people that just has quick snippets of information about each character. Very unlikely that you're going to wind up with a lot of new information out of this. Think of this as the let's give the kids an easy resource for the characters as we're perhaps introducing them to the saga on Blu-ray later this year. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, still something kind of cool for people to look at, even if this is not the end-all and be-all guide we are all looking for. Probably make a great gift for a birthday or something like that. Under the summer, we have one more Fate of the Jedi. We have Fate of the Jedi 8 Ascension by Christy Golden. And let's read 7 first before we talk about 8, shall we? And then at the end of the month, August 30th, we have a reprint of The Force Unleashed 2 in paperback. If you missed that book last fall, you can pick that up now for a cheaper price. By now, you probably have all played the game. And I know we've both read The Force Unleashed 2, and you can hear our thoughts on that on previous episodes of Star Wars Action News. And, of course, one of the other things before we leave here is that there has been talk about whether or not very soon, perhaps even this summer, we could be seeing an extensive part of the Star Wars back library showing up in ebook form. That was something that was hinted at back, I guess, in March. There was a resource listing on the Random House website or in the Random House catalog that shows all these Star Wars books that looks like the whole library is going to start being put out there in ebook form when, frankly, there's very little out there it feels like right now compared to what exists. Right. And apparently the official word from Eric Schoenweiss over at Del Rey is, quote, as we've been saying for some time, we're working hard with Lucasfilm to make ebooks available as soon as possible for all the novels. It's a complicated process and not one that happens quickly. While the information that is being posted and talked about on other sites sprang up from info on a Random House website, it's common practice for Random House to use temporary data as placeholders until plans for books are finalized. When the time is right, Random House and Lucasfilm will release an official statement regarding when we will expand our ebook program. Until then, we ask you for your patience. Thank you. That was on the Facebook page for Star Wars books. So it looks like there was a lot of getting hopes up for a potential release, maybe even this summer, of more Star Wars ebooks. It does not appear that they're in any position, though, to say that that is going to happen. So if it's coming, probably a while later. So those of you who have Nooks, Kindles, plan on taking those on vacation and such, you're probably not going to be able to see older Star Wars novels on those just yet. You're going to need to bring your trusty books and just hope that you don't wind up getting sand in them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe some of those other books will come out with 20th anniversary editions and people can rebuy them again if they dig it sand in them. There you go. See how I tied that in there? So that is the summer in a nutshell for Star Wars EU novels and books. The one I'm looking forward to the most is the new Timothy Zahn, although I certainly am looking forward to picking up a copy of The Heir of the Empire 20th Anniversary. Although, of course, <laughs> we all know I will be reading all of these anyway. I tell you, what I'm looking forward to most is I want to get two more of the Fate of the Jedi novels out of the way so we can be heading towards the final climax of those, see how it ties in, hopefully, to the legacy-era comics that are finally coming to an end right around now with one more issue of War left to go. Sure. And just getting that storyline done with seeing how they can bring it to hopefully a triumphant conclusion. Very little else this summer really, really excites me. I mean, I'm not going to be reading, for instance, the anniversary version of Heir to the Empire for the story. I'd be reading it for the annotations, <laughs> you know? It's, it's a story that's been around for ages. Yeah, you know it already. Yeah, it feels like a light summer. There's a lot of stuff coming out, but it does still feel like kind of a light summer when it comes to new fiction content to consider our Star Wars novel fix for the summer. Well, it's three novels that we haven't read before and a couple of reprints. Three in four months, May, June, July, August. That's not bad, man. That's not bad at all. No, no. So, Nathan, thanks for joining me on this quick EU... Is that a recap? It's a... We're called a precap. A precap. There you go. And now, <laughs> and now back to Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, guys. That is our show for this week. 
We'll be back next week with, who knows, maybe we'll find something in the store. (laughs) That's a good one. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcasts, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com, HansHideout.Blogspot.com, and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. Yeah, so I can't go 508, 408. It's 415508. Oh. So no, you can't do that? <laughs> I mean, don't you call it a date when you have an engagement with one of your girlfriends? I guess that they're boyfriends, yeah. I guess. I mean, well, no, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's not a date. An engagement? No. We're not in 1800. Appointment? No. We just say we're going to go out. On a date? No, it's not a date. If I asked a girl to go out, would you be okay with that? No. But yet those two guys can go out? (laughs) I'm very confused. Look, just because Dan wore my clothes once. (laughs) Now, is the Star Wars timeline platinum yet, or is it still gold? Still gold. Still gold. (laughs)